Hi, everybody. Welcome to Curly Girlies Cracking the Kid Code with Atara and Grace. I am Atara, founder of the Curly Girl Movement, author of the Curly Girly book series, and owner of curlygirly.com. And I am here with my good friend and amazing co-host, Grace Cross. Hi, Grace. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing great. Hi, Atara. How are you? I'm doing okay. Hanging in there. And I'm Grace Cross. I'm the owner of The Baby Spot, the world's only global parenting magazine. And today we are welcoming two very special guests. Atara, who do we have? So today I'm excited to welcome our youngest guest ever to come on our show. Yes, eight-year-old Rosie Quinn and her mom, Paula Quinn. At two years old, Rosie was diagnosed with alopecia, an incurable autoimmune disease that results in baldness. At an early age, Rosie proved to have strength and wisdom well beyond her years. Rosie made up magical hair games and stories and was instrumental in teaching her parents how to embrace her differences. Despite Rosie's confidence, awkward questions and comments about her baldness did begin to hurt Rosie. One day, her parents surprised her with a headscarf made from one of her paintings. Rosie immediately felt her confidence return, and she wanted to share this feeling of pride with all bald children. From this desire to help others, a non-for-profit organization, Coming Up Rosie's was born. Together, Paula and Rosie help other children with alopecia to learn to love themselves just as they are. Welcome, Paula and Rosie. We're so happy to have you on our show today. How are you both doing? We're doing really well. We're oh, having good. a lot of fun being homeschooled because of the corona. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? We can't not talk about corona because it is on everybody's mind. Um, it seems to have struck overnight, though. I know that's absolutely not how it happened. Um, but it went, you know, turmoil went from, you know, one day to the next. We were in school and then suddenly we're not. And who knows when we ever will be. So how is that going for you? Are you so far having fun at home? I am really having fun because I can just like roll out of bed and then like walk downstairs in my pajamas and then like go to school. <laughs> <laughs> like get dressed, wake up early. I get to sleep in. That's probably the best part of getting homeschooled. We have like lunch breaks and we can go on our iPads for like, you know, digital libraries called Epic or, you know. I bet, I bet your mom loves the lunch breaks, right, Paula? Always have to be there for lunchtime now. Yes. <laughs> there are not a lot of breaks for me, which is... It's, it's Mom's the cafeteria alert. person. You know, I, I can relate. I feel the same. <laughs> it's, um, it's a learning curve for yeah. everybody. So I'm trying to be mindful and have patience because it's, it's, it's kind of frustrating because well, I'm not a teacher. My sister so, is Yeah, so it's, we're, we're getting through it the best we can. And, you know, the main thing is we're all at home. We're all trying to stay healthy. and We're, um, we're safe. We're safe. safe. That is so true. We have to all stay safe. And I like the way you said that, Paula. You really have to just also um, learn. It's like a sort of a new language we're learning because we aren't teachers, right? Um, But we have to kind of guide our children. Um, And I guess as parents, maybe we are somewhat teachers, right? That's one of our roles. (laughs) So um, we're learning this together. and, And you know what? We are strong people. We will get through this. We will get through the other end. And I think the invaluable lesson maybe that our kids will learn is resiliency, right? And, and we're modeling it for them. So, And they're modeling it for us. I feel like it's a two-way street, which is good. It just keeps me a little grounded to, to see them. You know, it's very easy for us parents. We get so much information and news and we get a little anxious. We read yes. it. 
when I distance myself and I'm in the teaching mode, I'm not, I'm not getting that noise. And so it's, it's kind of right. nice to That's take well a break. said. Well, That's what well I personally said. like is that like we can go not out to restaurants, but we can order out mm-hmm. and sometimes. Yeah. To support. And I like going to restaurants. It's just, I always sit where there's gum stuck under the table. <laughs> <laughs> She's so cute. <laughs> So I'm always like, yes, let's order out. Let's order out. Let's not go to a place. No gum. (laughs) No gum rule. (laughs) I literally always check every single time and it's like right under the table. Oh my goodness. Well, make sure your sister doesn't do that and trick you at home, right? Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah. No gum. No, no gum. <laughs> she banned like Play-Doh. Oh, I feel you, Paula. When <laughs> slime showed up on my walls, I'm like, that's We're it. done. It's putty and the putty. So we have a carpet, like our whole basement is carpeted on uh-huh. concrete. So it's like connected onto concrete. So it's all carpet. Right. And Caroline got Play-Doh stuck on the carpet. Yeah, and you can't take out off the carpet. So oh, dear. It, it like hardened and it oh. went off. Yeah. So, so then okay. I was like, that's it. I can play. I get you. I totally okay. get you. So uh-huh. I want to talk about um, why we are here today talking with our youngest guest ever. We are really, really yes. happy to have you, Rosie, um, because you're such an articulate eight-year-old. So tell us a little bit about your journey with alopecia. What was that like? What is your first memory? Do you ever remember having hair? You tell, you tell us. Um, I really don't remember having hair. Um, I really remember that when I did have hair, I, I just, I was a normal kid. I had curly brown hair, just like Mm -hmm. you had, I had sort of curly brown hair Uh and I had blue eyes, but then they changed to green, but I can't remember having hair. I really don't remember. And whenever I wear a wig, I think that gives me an idea of what having hair might have been like, but I really can't remember because that was like a long time ago and I was pretty much a baby, like two years old. I can't really remember and I'm like eight now. So so if so you don't remember not having hair. Do you remember though looking around and saying, oh, I think I'm different than the other kids? Tell yeah, us about that. Yeah, I remember that. when I first lost my hair, I didn't really know what was going on. And when we went to Starbucks and when we went out in public, that's when I started to notice, well, kids would point and stare. I'm like, what's going on? So then right. mom, you know, she didn't exactly tell me that much about alopecia because I was really little, right? Right, right. right. Little, and I didn't exactly really understand, like, what two-year-old would understand what an, what an autoimmune disease is? No, <laughs> exactly. So then what we did is mom kind of made it in a fun way for me and instead of thinking of, of it like, you know, okay, you're bald, people will point and stare at you and it will hurt. Or right. they could have, or they, and what the path they chose is, it's going to be really fun to have alopecia because you won't get head lice, you can wear a headscarf. It's going <laughs> to be really fun. So instead of telling me, okay, you're going to get bullied and, you know, I'll help you with that. They helped me with that too. So they kind of combined it together to make it a whole fun experience, sometimes fun, sometimes not that having alopecia but I really like having alopecia now because I know I look different but people know I'm not an easy target to bully right because you are a strong girl they have done it to me for like a really long time when I was little so I'm kind of used to it I know what to expect it's not like 
it's like yeah sure they say something but I really don't care because like it's like a no hair don't care situation oh I like that <laughs> that should be your alopecia slogan no hair don't care <laughs> but I do want to add I think that not all of these awkward situations that Rosie's yeah. referring to are, are negative and they're not necessarily being bullied I, I just think most children are curious it's not yeah. it's not that's it's well not, said um, yeah, they want to like know why what, you're bald, exactly. and they're like, "Why are you bald?" And some kids don't know how to ask; they just say like, "They just, well, they it just blurt it out." And right. so, I know blurt's a not a real word, but like you know, they just kind of say it without kind of knowing what they're saying. Like, they right? Know what they're saying it's just they don't know how to say it because they're they're so like just looking at me. It's so, like, so yeah. when these these instances do happen, we kind of from a very early age, we encourage Rosie to yeah. kind of address the situation and talk about it. And at first, like my husband and I would kind of walk her through it. We, we would go, we'd first wave to the child and we'd go and introduce ourselves. And mm -hmm. I, we would model with Rosie, like how to say, hi, my name is, this is Rosie. And you notice yeah. that she doesn't have hair. She's bald. She has alopecia. Right. And then before we knew it, Rosie started to kind of own the conversation and wow. tell children like what she had. Sometimes yeah. she would come up with, Alopecia, like my hair, my hair went on vacation and all that. And <laughs> yeah, I, also, like, I like that one. I made that one up so it'd be kind of fun for kids. But I also, when I was little, I made that one up because I thought it would cheer mom and dad up when yeah. they were really sad about my hair loss. Um, but I think after like two or three, it it went that fast. And I learned that fast to just walk up to kids and tell them what I have. Pretty soon I was talking to bald men going up and saying like, <laughs> <laughs> You're so cute. We went a little too far with teaching her how to do <laughs> So, you know, Rosie, you said something really interesting, and I want to ask you a question about it. You said, yeah. you know, I was trying to cheer my parents up when they were sad. Yeah. So can you tell us about what that felt like for you to know that your mom and dad were sad about your baldness? Yeah, so it felt – so I can't really remember, but I think I remember a little bit they would be really worried about my hair loss because – they were, you know, scared that, I don't know, I think they were just really thinking about alopecia. When I first had it, right. they were really worried. Mm -hmm. um, so they looked it up on Google and they saw it's not life-threatening, thank goodness. But they were still a little sad that I lost my hair. Sure. And I think that they were, for a few weeks, trying to get over it. But I think saying my hair went on vacation really helped. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. So, Paula, let me ask you that that similar question and maybe you could just take us back a little for anyone who's suffering from this or or maybe the beginnings of it right like how does this begin and how did you identify it take us through that so we so rosie was a normal healthy is still a normal healthy. right absolutely <laughs> adorable <laughs> yes adorable, beautiful gorgeous inside mm -hmm. and out um but when she was two and a half um i was going back um to my maternity my i finished a six month maternity leave at google very long and generous and i was going back to work and the first week i was going back to work um rosie had a tough transition and she was crying and screaming and we had the same yeah we you know we had the same nanny the same babysitter it just was mommy was going back to work yeah and so she just had a tough time so five days into me going back to work every day and her screaming and clutching my leg I noticed hair was falling out at the top of her, um, the crown of her head. So wow. at the time I was asking Rosie, I'm like, Rosie, are you pulling her hair? Because she used to suck her thumb. I don't know if you remember, used to suck the thumb and, and twirl her curls. Oh. oh yeah. My daughter did that. 
come from it's a curly hair thing. They love to play with their curly hair. Well, I, I innocently, I was like, Rosie, are you pulling your hair? She's like, no, mommy, I'm not. So fast forward to a couple of days later, we, we would just go into her bedroom every morning to wake her up and there were curls on the pillow. So I right. called nutrition. I thought it was stress. So right, like, right. bring her in and he took one look and I'll never forget this. And he said, you know what? This is not stress. She has alopecia. And he's like, I know you work at Google. Do not Google it. Wait right. till you see a specialist at Lurie Children's Hospital. You're in good hands. Well, of course I Googled it. Like, <laughs> How could you not? I don't even work at Google and I Google everything, Paula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Google. I was everything. Um, so by the time you got to see the specialist a couple weeks later, Rosie's hair was all gone. Yeah. Wow. It took okay. such a short amount of time, in other words. Such a short. Like you would, you know, <clears throat> kind of grab her hair and we just have chunks coming out. Wow. It was, it that was must have been frightening. Yes, yeah. it was. It was frightening because I was like, okay, alopecia. I, my, at that point, I was like, I'm hoping it's alopecia. But then you read all these other things. It could be kidney failure and right. all these things. So they did all these. Thank tests. goodness it wasn't kidney no, failure. No, no, yes. But so they um, hold on. So they did yeah, all yeah. of these tests, like steroids, and they came back said, okay, it is alopecia. Now Rosie has alopecia universalis, where all of her body hair has fallen out. So one okay. percent of the population has alopecia areata, which is like little coin size shapes. Of that yes. percent, another one percent has the full-on total body hair loss. So it's nose hair, eyelashes, eyebrows. Ah, so is this less common than the other one? It is yeah. like, she should go play the lot, I think. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> wow, no. okay, okay. So at the time, there we gave her like steroids, and then there isn't a known cure. And so okay. our doctor said that since she's so young, we should just kind of do the wait and see and just kind of embrace the, the baldness. And at the right. time, Rosie didn't, as you, as she mentioned, she didn't really know what's going on. She didn't care. Right. I think it was more my husband and I that were freaking out. Of course. Um, and we weren't freaking out necessarily about the hair loss. It was the interactions, the social interactions that we were having. Like, right. Like, a bear came out. Like, when right. Constantly, people, and it wasn't just children. Like, adults would come up, and most of the time they were out they of concern. But some would come up to me saying, "Why isn't she wearing a wig? Why oh, are you covering her up?" What kind of treatment does she have? Like, what cancer does she have? And there was a time, a period of time that Rosie was afraid to go to bed every night because she's like, am I going to catch cancer? What is this? Oh, my goodness. Because that many people were saying it to her. That many people were saying it. And I'm like, you know, I, my husband and I were having a hard time just how do we address this with someone who is so little? Like, I don't. Right. Many parents talk to their kids at three about about what cancer. cancer. Right. Right. It was a really difficult situation and Rosie one day I mean I was you know clearly upset I even I even went and saw a therapist because I was of like of course oh, that's good that was my next question <laughs> so in therapy I you know she encouraged me to journal and write and I wanted the tools to to help Rosie get through this loving herself and not being ashamed because all of these instances after a while you know were becoming hard for me like I felt like I had alopecia too and we all felt Rosie of course one came up and said something to her but I remember vividly one day and I, I thought I was trying to be a strong parent and, you know, hold it together. And Rose, I feel this little hand on my shoulder and she's like, mommy, don't worry. My hair's just on vacation. And oh, Rosie. Such a, like, it was like someone just like hit me across the face with the, with a dead fish. It was like, you know what? This is right. Like, 
let's just, you know, she's not bothered by this and we're going to get through this. And then it just turned every night. We came up with ideas of where, and fun stories of where the heroines. And so then when mom gave me the headscarf for the first mm -hmm. time, even though after we got over the whole fiasco of, you know, kids will point and stare, they're just curious. And right, what right. <laughs> right. Um, after that, we... After, like, you know, mom and dad tried steroids. They tried a lot of things. Dying. Honestly. What were the steroids for? Sorry to interrupt, Rosie. I just, um, Paula, just for our listeners who might not know. So they initially gave us prednisone for um, a month to kind of stop the inflammation and to stop the okay. hair falling. But quite honestly, at that point, like 90% of our hair was great. Like, and you didn't need the side effects of such a drug. Yeah, it, it, right? it, there, was, there was some side effects. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can imagine. Wait, did I scream? You were, you were very, you have a lot of tantrums. Right. Um, it's a steroid. So it does things facial, to you emotionally. Right. Sleep very and there well. were shots? No, it was, um, it was like, a, like a medicine. We called it superhero potion. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. But it, it <clears throat> right. Wait. Um, what do you mean? It was like a shot they put in your head, or something? no? That's one treatment for allergies, but not for you. <clears throat> oh, you have, I you thought like yeah. <laughs> um, but that yeah, that's if you have alopecia areata. But universalis, that would really hurt. No, it it wouldn't work for you. Yeah, you know. I know. I have like all my hair is done. That'd be like impossible, even if okay. It would, and so you took these beautiful, like Rosie, tell us about your paintings and how this became on, like it came on a headscarf. <coughs> yeah, tell us that. In this, we have all the canvases I painted downstairs in the basement right behind us. Oh, beautiful. Ah, so you're a little artist. Yeah. <laughs> you like, love to paint. I've yeah. made like 10. Wow. Good amount, 10, 12. Oh, wow. Canvases and they're, they're on a little ledge but mom and dad took a picture of it and they one of them. well one of them yeah my first one mm. and they printed mm. it on a headscarf like a really soft headscarf material oh beautiful I didn't like wigs i didn't like hats i thought they yeah. were way too itchy like i okay. couldn't understand how itchy they were right right um mom and dad took a picture and they printed it on a headscarf for me to wear and then what they did is they print, so is then they give, gave it to me. And after five minutes of looking in the mirror, I said, wow, I want to give this to all of the ball kids in the world. Yes. And that is really, that's a lot. Cause she had a full-time job at Google. So of course <laughs> she just, like, quit her job and start a, you know, charity or company that, you know, was that her little kid made up. <laughs> right, of course. And now you have. So, how did you guys come up with this amazing name? Tell us the name of this nonprofit organization. I love it. Yeah, isn't it great, Grace? <laughs> yes, I love it. So, yeah. So, basically, once I decided to leave my job and do this, said Rosie, what she failed to mention, she bugged me for like six months. <laughs> bugged every day. When are we making this for the ball kids? When are we doing this for the ball kids? And I kept mentioning it. So oh, then. Like every day when it started to be so we first started as a company because not that well we're not going to get a lot of customers probably it's just like a little something well she got more customers than expected <laughs> then we we i personally me and mom and our whole family didn't like keeping the profits for ourselves we changed to a charity mm -hmm. so we can buy so we can buy material to donate smile kits to the mm -hmm. hospitals 
all around the world. So instead of going around the world, we can donate to like Australia. Amazing. You know, Ireland. And we've done that. We have had a few scarf parties in Ireland and (gasps) Australia. We had a scarf party. And well, well, tell us what a scarf party is. What happens? So we send kits and they, Mm -hmm. everyone who has alopecia there in Ireland, they sit at a little table and they all paint. So then they, they, then they're, they give their paintings to us and take a picture of it. Yeah. They take, take a picture and we choose winners. Like, you know, we choose like, well, that was for Australia because they sold the the winning designs to sell to generate money for the alopecia. So then for um, Australia, they would, we, would pick winners and then we'd print their design on a headscarf, neck scarf, a superhero cape they wanted. Wow. Then, and then we'd sell them. But then in mm. Australia, they could have their painting printed on a headscarf for free. Well, that. sorry, no, I'm getting off. That's okay. Gosh. It's fine. In Ireland, we did in a party Ireland, and we tried to FaceTime because they had a support group. But so most no countries don't connection. have. Most countries don't have organized um, alopecia foundations. Yeah. So Australia is a, is a country, obviously, is a country, and they have just, it's very disjointed. Whereas okay. North America, you know, U.S., Canadian, mm, right. have their own, Australian has their own. But Ireland Googled us, they came across, and they said, look, we have a small little support group with about 15 children. Would, could we do some, you know, and a small wow. So we sent all the the materials there and we tried to FaceTime it for some reason there was just no connection which was right. really bummer. Um and then the the mm. families just emailed us all the images and we sent all the scarves back. So but it was really fun packaging all the scarves because we hand mm. packaged the scarves. They mm-hmm. send us scarves in like little plastic like you know like player they're like plastic thin plastic. Like yeah. and, then, and then you make it beautiful for everybody. And then we take it out and then we repackage it. So nice. So beautiful. So how, Paula, how many children worldwide are are suffering from this? From alopecia? Um, So one (coughs) 1% of the population is affected by alopecia. Okay. Right. Okay. Yes. 1%. And that, that turns into a lot of millions of numbers, right? Yes. Yes. And and the numbers at some point in their life. Um, And some, so for some people, they have it when they're children and their hair grows back. Some people just are constantly dealing with like the spottiness. Uh-huh. Um, and some people have it their entire lives. Okay. For Rosie's case, and for most children, it, it's very rare for young children to have, especially at the age of two to have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Universalis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most people are affected in their 20s, 30s, and up and you know to the wow. Point. Okay, is it um, a hereditary disease? Is it, it is cause... genetic, so it's, yes. uh, it's just like any other autoimmune okay. disease, um, eczema, psoriasis. Okay, okay. Arthritis. And are there any other side effects that that you experience? Do you have any other side effects? Um, no, I don't have no. any other side effects. I think that's great. I think people with alopecia, the main side effects is the obvious one. Well, there's a big social emotional burden that uh, people feel um, depression, anxiety about going out into the community. Of course. Uh, you know, walking yes. around a wig. Most people who have alopecia do wear wigs um, just, you know, to kind of Cover help them feel, and... you know, like themselves. For some people, a wig is like their whole world. They have to yeah. have a wig or else people will notice and they're like, oh no, I will get bullied and I know I will. That is the negative path some people take. But I chose to take that the positive path and, you know, have, a, you know, have 
alopecia as a really fun experience and have fun with alopecia. You know what I'm going to say? You chose to face it head on. Yeah. And, and I think that's so beautiful. And that speaks so well of who you really are as a person. And Paula, who this child is going to become, right? I'm so <laughs> Because excited. she's only eight years old. So, like, the sky's the limit here. Um, but I also think that alopecia conference, that really helps um, whenever, sometimes it very, it rarely happens whenever I get sad about alopecia. The alopecia conference every year, you can make friends who have alopecia there and you can like socialize with kids who have alopecia so they look like you and that's like your safe place. You Where is this conference located? It goes everywhere, like sometimes in Arizona. Oh, nice. Like cool places. Cool places. Cool, places. cool warm places. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, this year it's in Washington, D.C. Yes. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. When is it scheduled for? <laughs> it's June, the end oh, of Oh, all right. Well, we'll have to see where that plays yeah. out, right? We'll have to wait and see. And it's but you could do a Zoom conference, yeah, right? Yeah, fun. <laughs> Zoom yeah. is the wave of the next, you know, couple of months, hopefully not too much longer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And while the parents are, like, in conferences talking about how their kids' hair loss happened, all, the, all their kids mm. are in, like, a really cool camp, and you get to, like, they they hired a magician one time. Aww. So nice. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm -hmm. um, but I personally think it's really cool. And it goes on for days. And people have, like, these really cool tables that advertise, like, what they, like, what kind of companies or charities mm -hmm. they have about alopecia. Like, some wig companies have, like, a little mm -hmm. table. That so nice. There. And there's this one. There, where they make headscarves too, but it's like a different style. Ours is like a tube. Theirs is like a tie-on She's in New York. Sparkle and my she headscarf. Has like, ah. yeah. And awesome. you can like design your own headscarf. Like with I love that. And you put a gem on like the top. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. So she has it's... her table too. And then we have our Coming Up Rosie's table there too. And we give yeah, out. Tell us, uh, Grace had asked, I just want to, yes. I love the name, right? So let's oh, just. Oh, it's perfect. Tell yeah. us how you come up with that. <laughs> So to be honest, so when I left Google, I did, I'm like, okay, I got to figure out how to build a website, come up with a <laughs> right. whole new world. Yeah, whole new world. But you wanted my name in like the so, charity. So line. what I did yes. is there's this awesome website of online creatives called Squad Help. Okay. And I submitted a picture of Rosie and I told about what we wanted to do. And I said, I want Rosie, the name Rosie to be in the title. And they had 24 hours to do all these submissions. And usually they're like, okay, you'll get about 60 submissions. We had over 500. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's huge. Yes. So we chose coming up Rosie's that's and great. had a friend do a logo from that's great. Apple. It really is just great. It's like fairy knot sort of something. It's, it's like, like a really cool red yeah. knot. It's so, really cool. Yeah. So thank you squad help. And thank you Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It takes a village, right, Paula? Oh, wow. <laughs> and that's what I learned. I had to learn to ask for a lot of help from a lot of different people because I didn't know what I was doing. And yes, because Rosie is so dynamic and all the people that we know, they're like, I'll do anything to help Rosie. So She's, she really like, Rosie, everyone loves you. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes at school, kids ask me about it, but I really don't really, sometimes I don't really like to talk about it because yeah. I don't be that kid who's like, well, you know, who brags about, yeah. oh, I have this charity. It's so cool. Right. Check it out. We're having a race. Yeah. I want to, you know, just be casual on the topic mm -hmm. because 
you're bragging and no one will want to be your friend, you know? Right. You're missing the point. You know, Rosie, you are so much more than just your alopecia. So I want to hear something else that you love to do or your favorite thing. Tell us something else about Rosie. Okay. So I really like Harry Potter. Okay. I'm best. Okay. <laughs> but when I grow up, I want to be a Supreme Court justice. All right. I love that. I love that. And I, and you know what, if that's what you want to be, you know, Paula, that is what is going to happen. (laughs) I mean, I kind of feel like she's like a force. She is. Right. It's just no stopping this one. Supreme Court is a lot. That would be a really, you know, that'd be a really big accomplishment for me if I could be a Supreme Court. I think so. Um, but I, personally wanted to be you know there are probably bald men who are supreme court justices but if they're if, if i <laughs> probably might want to be the first supreme court justice with alopecia universalis if i still haven't grown my hair back so that'd be really cool if i was a bald yes so is and ruth bader ginsburg one of your idols oh, he's like my idol oh I, I feel you i get i'm right there with you she's amazing court it was so cool um but yeah, and I really personally really liked the tour. That was probably my favorite part of going to Washington D.C. Really? That was my highlight. Well, oh, really? You, uh, the tour of the on Capitol Hill is that is personally how we went mm-hmm. to go see the Supreme Court. So I think ah. that's cool so. Did you get like a private back tour? Yeah, wow. there's a lot of cool sights to see in Washington, like the monuments and all that stuff. Amazing. Um, but yeah, I think the monuments you should save for like a vacation. With your family. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Great advice. Yeah. Personally, I really love to travel. It's like my favorite thing because, like, if you go to like a hot tropical place, it's like you can go to the beach. You can go to the yeah. So. See, that's fun. You're in good company because Atara and I love to travel. That's all we talk about. Yeah, we do time. love to travel. Yes. Travel is great. Hopefully, we can resume that one of these days. True. <laughs> Oh, Rosie, you've been so much fun. Paula, it's been such a joy to have you really? on the show. Yeah. You, you know, you said something that I'm sure you didn't even realize how powerful it was. Um, but you said, you know, it felt like I had alopecia. And I think yes. that um, the key to success with your children is to do it together. Yes. And, you know, their suffering is our suffering, but their success and their joy is also ours. So I think that you've been a great model to your child and she back to you on how to get through this together as a family. And that's really the key to success for all of us as parents that we're learning all the time. So um, thank you both, Paula and Rosie. You're awesome. Did you want to say one more thing? I, I feel like you're itching to say something, Rosie. <laughs> I just think my mom is your mom. Oh. your mom is pretty awesome. I'm going to agree we with you. We love your mom. Too. I want to be your mom's friend. She's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and you are awesome. So um, I am going to have my daughter listen and watch all about you because I think you're an inspiration to everyone your age and beyond. Yes. yes. Thank she, you. She inspires us. <laughs> she is very inspirational. Thank you so much for coming on our show. Stay safe and healthy to you and your family and your sister and your dog and everyone else. Because <laughs> I know you have a dog that you love, right? What kind of dog? Yeah, Tell us quickly. Right. Bye. Bye. Oh, bye, bye for now. Take care.